Hey, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of There's Just Something About Kansas City. Um, we got this started, oh, I'd say about uh, six months ago or so. And since that time, it has really taken off. And I've got to introduce you to the people who are really the brains behind this whole operation, okay? First of all, my lovely wife, Sarah, whose idea this was. She had to drag me kicking and screaming into doing this. I, the idea, I always, thought, too. I always thought the idea was wonderful. <laughs> I just didn't think I was the right guy to do it. But you uh, trusted me enough to uh, say that, no, you are the right guy, and we're going to do this, and we have, and it's uh, really taken off. And right beside her is her daughter, Kate Fetter. Uh, Kate McInerney Fetter or Kate Fetter. And um, she is behind all of our social media. She set up the website, which is just wonderfully done, and does everything behind company. the scenes of, huh? She's got her own company. Kate She's Mac got Creative. There we go. There you go. Kate Mac Creative. That's <laughs> it. So she has her own. And then, of course, the man, the man behind getting this all out there on the podcast is our is my good friend Ben Messner worked with for years and years at uh, Sports Radio 810 and uh, he is the owner and operator of uh, Marquee Creative and he this is his podcast studio that we do it from and it has been great to be able to have people I know and trust to be involved in this and it has been just a uh, a one it's just worked out really well to, to this point so Okay, their creative Absolutely. mind and genius and your idea. Well, I just, I mean, this was a story that needed to be told. It really did. Um, and I'm going to probably reference one of my first uh, uh, podcasts that I really made an impact on me was Bobby Bell. Bobby Bell is somebody that we've known and we've gone to so many events and things like that. But I remember one of the first events that I had ever gone to with you. Um, you were up doing something, emceeing or talking to somebody. And I was back in the back and got to talking to this nice gentleman. And it turns out to be Bobby Bell. And um, I just thought, oh, my gosh, I was in awe because, you know, I remember growing up, my dad, and, you know, all of my parents' friends were just, I mean, he was an icon, a god at that point in time in Kansas City back in the 70s. And um, uh, so you know, I'm talking to him and I'm like, oh, gosh, so I'm thinking of things to say. And so what brought you here? You know, the questions that you ask your guests, uh, what brought you here? Um, what did you do while you were here? Of course, played football. Um, and then, you know, but but more importantly, you could have gone anywhere. What, 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 why did you stay? He said, looked me right in the eye and he said, just something about Kansas City. So you're saying it's Bobby Bell's idea? Yeah, this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're taking he all the credit. He is the one. Here, he is hey, the one. That, Bobby, if you're listening, I've you're not getting ten percent. Okay, <laughs> that's all. You're not, you're not. That's it. I've always told him he was the one that coined the phrase. But he said there's just something about Kansas City, and really that I was like, oh gosh, got an idea there. And then as we would go to subsequent events. Um, I get to talking to people the same kind of the same way, and that phrase, exact wording, came up so many times. Mm -hmm. And I remember driving home from you know many events with you and said, "This is something. There's a story here. Something. This is something. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great." <laughs> and I thought, "No, you need to do it. Well, I can't do it. I can't. Nobody, nobody knows who I am. I, I no, I'm, I'm retired. Nobody knows who I am now." And I kept saying, you know, I think you still have a story to tell. Yeah. And and you've done it quite well. And we've well. told it. Yeah, and then we've told it. after that, it was more of going out and just finding the right people and putting the right people in the right 
in the right spot. Yeah, bring him That's in. That's when, you know, I talked to Kate and I said, what do you think? Do you think that you, uh, you'd you be open to maybe doing what you do best, which is all of the creative side of things with the social media and the branding and the website? And you had just started your own company. And I thought, let's, let's go. Let's do this. And then you bought in and you have just been um, – yeah. She was a godsend. Without her, we'd be. Yeah, exactly. We'd be She's always been a godsend to me. Yeah. But in this capacity, <laughs> Your oldest child, of course. I knew <laughs> I knew that we needed somebody to do this kind of thing. I knew I couldn't do it. And you've gone way beyond. And then uh, after that, finding, you know, coming and talking to Ben. Yeah. And, you know, the right. studio and everything. Kate, what did you think when you first heard the idea? Well, you know, it's something that you've been talking about for a really long time, you know, so it's not the first time I had heard about the idea and you'd kind of talked about some different iterations of how we tell the story, how we share this. And I mean, that's my passion is the storytelling mm-hmm. side of things. And, and we just do it in different ways. So, yeah, when it when it kind of really came to fruition that you're like, we're doing it, we're we're going to get recording, we're going to mm-hmm. share these stories. Um, it's just been such a fun ride. It's just, it's so... And it gets better every time. Yeah, and it's off the wall. We're just trying new right. things. We're throwing things out there and seeing what sticks. It's it's a blast for me to be able to just kind of, you know, try things out. And yeah. and we're having a lot of fun. So, yeah, if you're not already following us on social, get on there. Yeah, do it. Facebook, and Instagram. And, and I'll come Twitter. back to you for the uh, for that yeah. and for the stats. Absolutely. We have some really interesting stats to talk about as well for being here. And ben, what did you think when you when you first heard the idea and we were going to do this? I know it would be good for your new company uh, here at Marquee Creative as well to add on to your list of uh, clients. But what were your thoughts when you first heard? Well, I just I love the idea from the beginning. I thought that we had an endless amount of guests that we could get in, mm-hmm. in this show, and between you know your contacts and. Everyone, Sarah knows um, that we'd have no shortage of people to bring in that we could do on this, you know, with the show. So, um, and I've been blown away with how many people have said yes that, you know, that we've, I think you were telling me the other day, we've really, nobody said no that we've mm-hmm. asked you to do this. No. Show, so, and in fact, seems a good sign. Right. That, yeah, you're absolutely right. And that, in the fact, we've only had to do one Zoom, which right. is pretty right. interesting because a lot of people at first are going, well, maybe we'll Zoom or whatever. But everybody has come into the studio here. At 9907 Flum, okay, yep. Marquee Creative, yep. and uh, ha- has come into studio to do it. I mean, and we'll talk about some of the people we've had and then, of course, some of the people we're going to have. Yep. And, like, the list is endless, and a lot of it's great because people who come in to do it go, you know who you should talk to? Mm. Exactly. You know who you should talk to? That's you know who you should? Fun. And that has right. been, and we are, you know, we have years' worth of stuff because we drop it once a week, and... Um, it's just uh, every Tuesday we drop a new episode. And, Kate, you have some stats of people and countries and states and whatever uh, who have picked us up in just over the last six months, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It's been fun to watch it grow and to watch it spike when different people, you know, share it with their communities. It's it's somebody new each week. We've got, like, a new crew that's that's tuning in. So, um, yeah, I think I gave you the numbers. It's 45 states, in, right? Yeah, uh, 40, 45 um, – I'm sorry, 15 countries, including mm-hmm. the United States. We'll talk about a few of those in a minute. Then 45 states. So what we're going to tell you, we're going to tell you who isn't here, <laughs> and then we'd like you to go to anyone you know That's there and say, would you please go to There's Just Something About Kansas City. Alaska, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and West Virginia are the only states that uh, – that people have not tuned in from. So the other 45 states in the union, they have. Mm-hmm. And then we have... No, 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 no you're, ahead, good. You you're good. You're good to go. And then we have Australia, 
Chile, Chesnia, France, Germany, India, Ireland, Italy, New Zealand, Portugal, Puerto Rico, St. Kitts, somebody who's on vacation, Switzerland, <laughs> United right. Kingdom, and of course, the United States. So we just, uh, people are listening all over the country. And if you have family and friends, relatives, maybe people who are in the military and won't be, I know you're going to see this right around the first of the year, the holiday season. They're missing Kansas City, they're missing you. Here's a little touch of Kansas City for them to. You know, just go to there's just something about Kansas City and then keep it on their mind. If they ever miss home, they can tune in and see who they'd like to listen to. So it's uh, it's been terrific from that standpoint. So Yeah, totally. And if you're one of those people that's listening, you know, and what was it, St. Kitts? St. Kitts, <laughs> you know, yeah. Or on vacation. Don't forget your from... suntan lotion. Don't forget <laughs> <Yeah>. your <laughs> Our Wyoming friends or, Sounds you know, great. Hawaii. Hawaii must be on there. If yeah, they're not no, they're on the So is Wyoming and Montana. It's yeah. great. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're listening, tell us why. You know, it's so much fun seeing people respond oh yeah exactly. definitely. so definitely yeah. get with us on there join the community because yeah. and if you know last. someone too i don't know if you mentioned that if you know someone that you'd like to see and that you would yes did like you to think see us have fits on. into what we're trying to do here where there's just something about kansas city exactly we've always said you know people places things that make this such a wonderful place to live exactly. and raise our kids and do all that sort of thing because exactly. i know you guys are from here, okay? You've been here most of your lives, or at least in the area. Sarah, you left for a while at Arizona mm-hmm. and came back. Uh, I'm from Pittsburgh originally, and um, you know, spent a lot of time in Philadelphia and a lot of other places over the country. And this was going to be a short stop. That was 1981, and so I'm still here. So I definitely there is just something about Kansas City. So I don't think there's any doubt about that. Any bloopers, funny stories, any any stuff like that you guys want to talk about before we talk about some specific clips that uh, that have been on some of our past shows that were pretty funny or pretty serious, uh, you know, from, from both standpoints. It's funny because I'm more uh, behind the scenes. So yes. I'm more in contact with the guests that we're having on and the, and the contacts that I've made that way and reaching out to new people and things like that. And so... I kind of get a little bit of the behind the scenes kind of thing, and um, uh, a couple of them that I just think about is is when we had Sly James on. And <laughs> first off, you know, as, as I thought it was going to be a Zoom call, so we were prepared to come in and do a Zoom call, and it was going to Sly be was going to probably way. be at work, but you, right? uh huh, mm-hmm. and you were going to surprise him, and you thought you were going to be so funny, and you don't. So so you go in and you're looking through your stuff. And you come out, and you've got your bow tie on and your nice jacket on and things like that. And you come in, and and I was just behind you just a little bit. But when I was coming in out of the parking lot, and I thought, wait a minute, that, that's Sly James. He's here. Oh, he's here. So I come running in. I'm like, he's here. He's here. And you're like, okay, all right, all right. So we can, you know, get everything ready to go. And he comes walking in in a baseball cap and a t-shirt. <laughs> you're in the bow tie. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I thought funny. that was, and he got a good laugh out of that yeah. one too. So because he's, he was well was known good. for his bow ties. Uh-huh. So like, in fact, when we Bob had Bob Kendrick in, I was thinking of dressing in in a tuxedo. Because okay. Bob is always, he dressed to the dressed nines, the he does the things at the Royals and all that. And I'm thinking, Bob's going to come, he's going to have a three-piece suit on. I told him it was casual and the whole deal. I didn't dress in the suit. Bob walks in, walked in right off the golf course. He had a ball <laughs> cap on, he had a golf shirt on, and he had just got there done go. uh, playing golf over at Swope. And uh, he, he he walked in, so that was uh, that, that was pretty funny. But they're good. A lot of the bloopers happened on on the say. episodes themselves, yeah, and they stuck around. I think for the live show too. You guys probably heard them heard them live. So yeah. yes, <laughs> a- absolutely, yeah, yeah, he did absolutely. So um, as far as some of the clips from the shows, which uh, which really hit with me and just really, 
I'll start out, Kate, and then you. And I think Sarah's just going to talk in general, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ben, you're going to just talk in general about it, right? Correct? Okay. So I th- one of the funniest and one of the funniest episodes we've had are Chris Katz and Dana Wright. Okay. Chris Katz, of course, from Channel 9, longtime anchor at Channel 9. Dana Wright, of course, was in TV for a long time at KCTV5. She was an anchor. She was an investigative reporter. Then she crossed over to KNBZ Radio, and she's on there with Scott Parks, and they do the Dana and Parks show in the afternoon. Well, she's funny. I mean, really funny. And Hilarious. I told her when we were done the interview with her and Chris, I said, you should have your own podcast <laughs> called Dana Unfiltered <laughs> because she has no filter when she's on a podcast. So she talked about the time that her mom and dad and her, they were down in Emporia and she was born in Emporia. And so, so was I. And, and so was Sarah. There you That's go. right. You want me to talk about Miss? No, okay, I don't. Okay, never mind. I'm just going <laughs> to leave that here. I always get slapped around for that one. Uh, don't you dare say that. I was Miss Emporia. Um, so uh, Dana and her parents were driving around Emporia, and they drove in front of her childhood home. And her father, who is supposed to be a real pistol, this is probably where she gets it from, uh, he goes, yeah, Dana, doggone it, see that front porch? That's what you conceived, kid. Gosh, I was great that night. And I I mean, we fell out of our chairs. And here's Dana talking about it. My parents sent me a photo last week. They were driving through Emporia. They took a photo of this old ramshackle, dilapidated house and sent it to me. My father is a very funny guy. And he said, you were conceived on this front porch. <laughs> and I have been in therapy since. That's my dad. I go, wow. Yeah, I can see Craig. I can, I can see Thanks. Craig doing that. Thanks, Dad. And he literally said, "Yeah, I really gave it my all that night." I swear to God, Frank. I swear to you. Sounds like Craig. That's the text I got while I'm on the air. Thanks, Dad. Oh man, that was that was just that was a classic moment. Yeah, okay, she really. was outrageous and on on her game that entire episode. Oh God. yeah. In so fact, funny. Chris and I talked about it before they came in. He said, you realize what's going to happen? I said, exactly. I'm going to ask one question. You and I are going to sit there for 45 minutes, and she's going to talk. He said, absolutely. That's the way I like it. This so. is a good time to drop, too. That there, if you're just listening on the audio, you got to watch the YouTube because you got to see Chris's faces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. and, and her. If and you her. didn't know that we are also on video, we are on YouTube. Yeah, also. YouTube. So, yes. Yeah, so you can watch these uh, these interviews and and uh, conversations and they're they are hilarious yeah they are hilarious and uh remember it's a podcast so you don't have to edit anything out That's, so it's yeah, it's a wonderful world of podcasting there we go yeah you get some you get and some good can. language on that one yeah it's probably uh, pg rated absolutely kate okay i think so a little more on the serious side um you know i grew up here and then i left for college and i lived out in charlotte north carolina for a couple years um Came back here as an adult, and really all of my friends, we talk about, gosh, is this the same Kansas? Do we just not know that Kansas City was like this, you know, because we weren't 18, you know, and we weren't going downtown. We were just kind of living in our bubbles, or is this how it's always been? Did it change? And, you know, so so my perspective is just this incredible Kansas City, this incredible Chiefs team, and, and the Royals' success. Um, I just got to kind of dive right into it. But so listening to so many of these episodes, but one that stood out to me was Carl Peterson. When he's talking about, you know, talking to Lamar and saying, you know, we don't want to win just on the field. We got to win off the field, too. And I just take for granted this incredible tailgating, you know, culture that we have and and the way that the Chiefs are just con- – I mean, it's the – there's just something, you know. It, what that something is, it's easy to forget that so much of it is carefully crafted strategically over years and years and years that put us here. So, 
Yeah. Hearing Carl talk about that win on and off the field. I said, Lamar, you got a 78,000 seat, beautiful football facility. You can park 26,000 cars in the Truman Sports Complex. We're going to make tailgating something very special. It's what they love to do, and I know the Midwest college football fans love to tailgate. I said, we're going to do the same thing here. And uh, I said, it's going to hurt us at the concession stands because I'm going to encourage them to bring their food early in the morning, barbecue, all the rest. Right. We'll have contests. And you know what else is coming? <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, beer and the cocktails the and everything else. And everything else. <laughs> and I said, and I don't know if you remember, my first year or two maybe, I let them go back out at halftime. And, and re, re yes, you, you opened the gates at halftime. And, and, you and, can't uh, do that these days. But. No, and came back. And yeah. uh, it was either the first or second year we got it going, and, and we had seven car fires. Yeah, and you know, and he talks about that college atmosphere, talks about putting coal bins out in the parking lot, the porta potties out in the parking lot. You know, they just made it happen. They set that up. And, and then we made it our own as Kansas City. Yeah, I, I think it's great. In fact, every team that comes in here talks about, that. you know, we think we have this great home field advantage. But these teams that come in love it. They love playing here. They really do because it reminds all those players about what it was like in college. You know, because yeah. a lot of the other NFL cities and stadiums are very – yeah, you go to Philadelphia, they're going to boo their own team. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. Other people, like yeah. San Francisco, a lot of times, people sit on their hands. It, the atmosphere is not, you know, mm -hmm. conducive to whatever. And they, we have barbecue. Yeah, and, and we have – in the parking lot. I know. You know. That was the amazing thing that Carl talked about. And Tim Connolly, of course, we, we mentioned him as well. He was the one who had the idea to get the corporate tents out on the field. And then all of a sudden it started to mm -hmm. morph. Well, all the corporate people want to – Get with those. Well, we'll just let them tailgate. And then to take that away from your concession mm -hmm. areas as well, okay? You're encouraging people to bring their own food, drink, or whatever before they even go in the stadium. So that was a, a big – that was something they really had to think about before they did because it cuts into profits. So, you know, not just for you, but also for all your caterers and, and people of that nature. But it has, it has certainly uh, worked out. Another one for me was we're going to have a huge event coming in here. 2026, we're going to have the World Cup. Mm. Of course, Matt Beasley is everybody's favorite soccer player, okay? Blue Valley West, high school, and the whole deal. He's just. Yes, and he, I thought he was an intern when he, he was at 810. Yeah, that's right. You did. <laughs> he was an intern one time. There's a blooper. <laughs> I've got a lot of those. <laughs> and, and, and he is the first native Kansan to ever play in a My World apologies. Cup. And uh, just a great kid all around and has, has stayed here since. And uh, just a terrific player. He was the first. Uh, First native Kansan to play in the World Cup, like I said. And he was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, for the uh, for the World Cup in Brazil at that time. And he was playing on the United States men's national team. And he went down in the World Cup team, and they went down there and, and played. And he got to experience what it's like to be in a country when the World Cup is going on. So I asked Matt, I said, uh, what will KC be like in 2026? As soon as the schedule comes out, we're going to be able to see – what teams are going to be playing here in Kansas City. And once that happens, that's when I'm going to get really excited because these teams are going to come to Kansas City and play, and thousands and thousands of their fans are going to come, and they're going to stay in Kansas City, and they're going to stay in our hotels, and they're going to walk our streets and eat at our restaurants. And that's just going to be different. You know, Kansas City, we don't get a lot of that. Right. The coasts might get that sometimes, but we don't get a lot of that. And so name a team, you know, like 
Argentina or yeah. Netherlands Mexico. or well, Mexico would probably be down there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Maybe imagine Germany. Germany. Imagine yeah, that... for three days in the middle of a summer, and there's thirty, forty thousand Germans walking around, experiencing Kansas City. Like that to me is exciting. Okay, so you can tell from Matt, he we are in for something we have never ever experienced for and we have been working so hard Kathy Nelson of course you know Kansas City Sports Commission uh the mayors the governors everybody getting together and this event is going to be unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah so you know it's be great. and you think about too like Kansas City we love cultures we love where people are from we mm-hmm. love our Irish fest you know we love our our Oktoberfest yeah. and we love um going out to eat on the boulevard and so we really embrace that so I'm excited to see who comes here, and then I think we'll do a really uniquely great job of welcoming celebrating them. all of yeah. those different, yeah, yeah. embracing that yeah, culture that's and well, making people feel welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. gonna start to and knock everyone. down part of Arrowhead for it as well. Yeah, and, was you know, Keith Bradley? They, they have to kick out part of the ends, the corners of the stadium. <gasps> they, wow. they have to renovate it in order to get the field in, you know, according to FIFA's. You know, so they have to kick out part. So when they bring it back for the uh, 2026 football season. It's going to be extremely interesting to see how they, after that's after after the World Cup leaves, what they're going to do with Arrowhead. And all of a sudden, by that time, we should know where the new baseball stadium is, where Arrowhead's going to be, and hopefully it's going to be done before 2026. Yes. So that's just uh, that, that you know that's just incredible. And you more? Yeah, I can go. Or do you, you want to go, Mom? Well, no, I was going to ask Ben. So one of the ones that definitely stood out for me was uh, Bobby Bell and talking about uh, being the first, uh, just some history, the first black family to buy a house in Prairie Village. It was just uh, the history that came out of that. Hearing him tell about the challenges of coming in and seeing Prairie Village, what it is today, uh, it just really impressive to look back at that. He showed the first house to me, his license. I looked at it, four bedrooms. I said, I'll take it. Signed the check, signed the paper. He jumped up and down and went back down to Crow Brothers and said, Hey, guys, look. I just sold this house. I sold the first house I showed. And he jumped. They said, Wow, who did you sell to? We sold, I sold it to a cheat player. Everybody said, Oh, man, that's great, great. They was hollering, screaming, and wow. <laughs> Until, and the guy said, Well, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? And the, and the guy that ran the plate, the, the head manager of the thing, he's in his office. He said, oh, yeah, Bobby Bell. And the door, boom. <laughs> and the guy comes out and said, you can't sell that house, son. That's what he told the guy. He said, why? He said, hey, man, here it is, paperwork. He's already got it. He's got his loan and everything ready to go. And the guy said, you can't sell that house, son. I get a phone call later from Taylor, the guy that built the house. Him and his wife came over there and sat your page in the, down there on the thing. <laughs> pulled in there, sat in my living room and said, I don't know what to tell you. He said, but I, you can get the house from me. You, you have your lawyer. I have my lawyer. He said, drop the play, papers like I'm rich. I'll I rent the house to you. It can't stop me. I'll rent you the house till you get it straightened out. I said, I got my truck load coming down and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. He said, hey, me and my wife said, you can have the house. They blackballed him for that. Wow. 
piggybacking on that, uh, the fact that all of that went on. And when I asked him, you know, what are you, why are you still here? And he said, there's just something about Kansas City. You know, that says it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing really because he was, all. you know, it was, it was uh, racism, prejudice, Absolutely. bias, whatever you want. He couldn't buy sides. In fact, he was, he was only a block and a half from Talk Hank Stram. perseverance. Yeah. yeah he, who was exactly. his head coach who couldn't even mm-hmm. help him mm-hmm. despite the fact he tried to help. And then the way he went about getting the house bought, mm-hmm. <laughs> genius, just, just genius. I just thought that was just terrific. And uh, yeah, and for them, and then for him to continue after that kind of treatment to continue to live here says something about the people of Kansas City. So, and how much things have changed yeah. here in Kansas City, how far we have come. So a long way to go, but the, how far we have come as far as this is concerned. I think, too, um, you know, we've talked about some of the higher moments. I think there have been some pretty poignant moments also. And that's something that is that is really one of the things that when I had the vision and we talked about, you know, the vision for this is I really wanted it to be something where – the trust between you and the guests that you've already established over the years. I wanted that to come out, and I wanted that to be something that was that was visible and and you know audible um, with your guests. Because when you guys have talked and things, you've really shared some things with some people mm-hmm. that they they've really opened up to you. Um, uh, the conversation between you and Ann Peterson mm-hmm. and um, and the loss of of your children. Yeah. And we both lost that. sons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is something that, that you shared with all of us and that people can identify and and you've shared something with, with our community. Yeah. And um, I think that was really important, you know. Um, also, one of the moments that I really loved, as big an icon as Tom Watson is when he was in, and he shared growing up, and the lessons that his own father taught him about the game of golf. And in all of the stuff that he's done and everything that he's done, the most important thing and, and what he goes back to in his lessons on golf and learning golf is what his father taught him. Yeah, and all the etiquette surrounding the game and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So, yeah, his dad was a big influence on mm-hmm. him, which, uh, yeah, it was great. That was a great concert. Tom and I have known each other for a long time. So, In fact, I have Tom Watson's putter. He gave me one of his putters. The putter he used in the 1983 U.S. Open when he was You would have thought you'd have a better game. (laughs) (laughs) I had to hear that, didn't I, Kate? I had. See? It's always a little. Hey. If it's not this, I'm sending him out on the senior school. (laughs) Well, forget that. It it has nothing to do with Tom's putter. It's the putty. It's not the putter. It's the putty, it's me. But I have his putter from the 83 uh, U.S. Open. He was defending champion because he'd won a year before in Pebble Beach. And he'd use that when he said, I'm not going to use this anymore. Here, I didn't win, I didn't win the Open. I said, okay. <laughs> I've been using it ever since. But he's been, he's been a great friend for a long time. So. He has. Kate, any other, any other thoughts? Yeah. On, on your brain there, kid? Yeah, I think another one that I loved personally was Kathy Nelson. Um, I mean, I loved her whole episode and, and hearing I didn't know her story before mm-hmm. she came in here. So hearing her whole story and she's just, you know, an incredible leader in our city now. Um, but her quote when she went into the interview because she was being interviewed. Uh, I'm going to cut here. What was the posi- was it to be the head of the sports the commission? Sports that commission. Was she was going to take over for um, well, the guy who died. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, don't shoot. Uh, I forget. Kevin. Uh, Kevin. Kevin yeah. uh, Gray. Kevin, Kevin Gray. Gray. Okay. Okay, go ahead. 
So when uh, Kathy was going in for the interview to be the head of the sports commission, you know, she had said no three times. She really wasn't interested. And um, to set this up, she had sat down with the hiring committee. It was like seven board members and she knew them all. And she went in and met with them one by one and really, really just didn't think that she was the right fit. And then she sat down with the one female um, interviewee and she had a question for her that really kicked things off. So I go to breakfast and had a great early conversation and then it was if you decided to do this when would you do your christmas shopping oh wow i like that question <laughs> and, and i thought oh i i said i'm not really a big shopper at all and i i don't know i just i wouldn't I send lance <laughs> right well and then i sat there and she's like but you know grocery shopping and all this when you get that done and so i paused for a moment and I said, did you ask the male candidates the same Ooh. question? Here comes dad again. Yeah. Here comes and dad again. And I, my gosh, I said, I, I don't think that would be my concern with this role. And I thought, I am interested. Yeah. I, maybe I can make a difference. So I just thought it was really cool that the, the deciding factor, you know, she kind of sets it up like, you know, I knew that this was this conversation was going to be what told me what I needed here. And I'm going and thinking that this woman's going to say something super inspiring to her. But the fact that it was a question of, well, how are you going to get your grocery shopping done? How are you going to get Christmas taken care of? That's what made her say, oh. I think I'm going to go ahead and take this and yeah. show you. I, I think I'm, I'm going to tell everybody exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And she did. And she has. Yeah, and she really has. She has been. She's been. A, she's a juggernaut on her own. Right. When you yeah. can make the com NFL commissioner cry after mm -hmm. during the um, not draft, like, not like you. No, did when to I her. made her cry, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she probably she didn't that bring that part up. Okay, so <laughs> you didn't have to. All right, just because we were screaming nose to yes, nose. Yes, exactly. You've learned to take so, your finger yeah. back. Yeah. So, but, uh, she still claims that's part of the reason why she didn't want to do grocery shopping or Christmas shopping either. So oh, that was. That was part of the deal, but she was a yep. she's a wonderful lady, and she's just awesome. I mean, to be she is the juggernaut. She's the reason, along with everybody else, cooperation. Mm -hmm. But she's the one that brings everybody together. Yeah. She puts everybody together, and then they go get stuff done. She's a lot like you. You do the same thing. You put people together, and then go and get stuff done, despite the fact that certain people don't want to do it, and they still have to end up doing it. So that's uh, that's that okay. is that is You're part here. Of, part of the deal. Yeah, my. Uh, I've really, this one is very, very short, so make sure you're listening here real, real closely. Uh, I think it's the best quote so far from, the, from all of them uh, is Matt Naylor, who was, is the president and CEO of the World War I Museum and Memorial. And we were talking about there was a couple in from Iowa or something, and they had an adolescent kid, a boy. And he, they asked him what he wanted to do for his birthday. And he said, I want to go to Kansas City, and I want to go to World War I Museum and Memorial. Now, a 14-year-old kid. Okay, we're talking about, you know, video games and screens and friends and, you know, admitting this to anybody that you want to go to a museum on your 14th birthday. So uh, so he got done telling a wonderful story. They came down, just had a wonderful time. And then we talked about, um, uh, as, as far as uh, an, an adult's concern, trying to, the advice he gives for trying to raise a teenager. When you're the parent of an adolescent, you've got two roles, to be a wallet and an idiot. <laughs> that is the best quote. I said, I'm going to use that right afterwards. I right. Said, I'm going to use that. Okay, we so always knew sure. it, but, you know. <laughs> Open wallet and an idiot. There so it's just be, it's crazy, yeah. <laughs>
that that was, but we have fun stuff like that in all these episodes. People have been very open, and I will say something that during the episodes, at least one time during every episode, I think I heard somebody say, "I don't think I've ever told this story before." And I've had friends of mine who know, you know especially on the sports side, know Carl Peterson and Dayton Moore and Tom Watson and George Brett and people of that nature. Um, and then they will come back to me and say, "Yeah, you know what? I never did hear that story before." That was pretty. That was pretty interesting. That was a, an insight I got. And then to be reminded of things like Kate, you said how this Chiefs thing came about, mm-hmm. or you know Dayton Moore talking about all the stuff he had to go through as general manager in order to build that team and bring a world championship to mm-hmm. Kansas City, and then Big Sonia, mm-hmm. uh, the Holocaust survivor. Just uh, that about. makes a point because yeah. that, th- these are not just stories about you know uh, you know the sports teams sports, and things. Right. Or, or even the companies, it's it's these are personal stories. Mm-hmm. So, so they've given their personal stories about what it was like growing up, where they grew up, where you know what it was like with their families here in town, and the personal stories. And I love those. I love those. That's the behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, yeah, Big Sony was great. That was one of the first mm-hmm. times that I thought. When I was doing the interviews, and I did, I came kicking and screaming into this, is because I, you know, I'm going everybody relates me to sports, mm-hmm. which is natural for what I did for all, all those years. I said, you know, for, and then for me to do sports people, fine. I, you know, Watson and, mm-hmm. and I've, I've had great relationships with the people in sports I've had to interview and mm-hmm. interact with or whatever. And because they've been great to me. And, uh, and, and I wasn't always good, as you will hear if you, you know, please listen to Carl Peterson and Dayton Moore mm-hmm. going, eh, I didn't always like the stuff you were asking me, but he said, we understood you had to ask it. Yeah. You know, it was just the way you asked it and the way it happened. But when I think when I had Big Sonia in, the Holocaust survivor, and we sat across the table for another, and uh, she started relating <clears throat> what it had been like to be inside those concentration camps and just not being able to relate in that manner to the horror that she experienced from her eighth birthday until her like 12th or 15th birthday, right in there somewhere the she lost, she watched her mom walk away in, into the, into the, into the gas chamber. I mean, you just go, she lost her father. Mm-hmm. She lost, you know, all her relatives or whatever. And just for her, you could see it in her eyes. Mm-hmm. And this is a great YouTube one for big. So you can see it in her Absolutely. eyes. She was looking at me, but she was back there. She was in Germany. She was in the concentration camp. She was watching her mom walk away. She was all the experiences she had. And when Ben and I were listening as you were as you were talking to her, and she would repeatedly say, you couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ben and I sat there <laughs> no, and we, we said can't. to each other, we couldn't. No, there's no way. We Who could? could? No, no, no one can. Absolutely not. No one can imagine. No. No. Uh-uh. And we just, we just were shaking our heads thinking, right. no. Absolutely not. Right. And, and I think some of this, too, is like, you know, this is a legacy project. This podcast is, you know, it's great to listen to today for for how, um, you know, each of these stories is impacting the day to day that we're living in. But these I'm so glad that so many of these are getting captured, that we have there won't be too much longer that we're going to be able to hear firsthand stories of people who have experienced the horror of the Holocaust and so many things that right. have brought us such to where an we education are. for yeah. all. There are very few people left. Mm-hmm. Experience right. Holocaust. I mean, she's one of, last survivors. Yeah. 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 she's one of the last survivors. And resilience of people like right. Big exactly. Sonia. And her having, still having 
her recognizance and her brain still working mm-hmm. so much about it, you know. And sometimes she'd go off on little tangents or whatever, try to bring her back. But uh, she was she was phenomenal. It was just a phenomenal thing. So much we can learn right. from, from people, and you made a great point because that is, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Yeah. And the learning, like, you know, she had that trauma, Mm -hmm. she had that horror and then she was a business owner and Mm -hmm. she, you know, has, has done great things here in Kansas city. And so what came out of that, um, I think just is so inspiring and timeless. So let's talk a little bit about what's going forward. Um, so excited. Yeah. About the future stuff we're going to do here in yeah. 2024, which is going to be phenomenal. So um, it's phenomenal. Here we are. Yeah. It's yeah. 2024. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, if you're listening. Thanks, yeah. Kate. I'm still writing <laughs> exactly. 2023 my checks. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for reminding me. But the uh, but the deal is, uh, you know, even for Ben going forward with this business, his business, which I think is growing, expanding, and doing all, all kinds of great things. We still have a spot in here. Yeah. Well, he <laughs> better have a job, spot okay? in here, doggone it. <laughs> Yeah, we, we went through a lot of stuff back at 810 for a long period of time. So I know where all his skeletons are. He knows where all my skeletons are. So it's we're just, a good place yeah, to be. yeah, always a good place to be. <laughs> but we have, you know, so many people coming up and things to talk about. History of Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, we've got um, uh, just all of these people we have coming in who are going to tell us and talk to us more about the legacy of Kansas City and where we are as a um as a city and how much we have grown since back in the day. Kate, like you said, you left for a while and you're older and I'm sorry, you're younger, you're older now, but you weren't here back in the day when it was downtown was, was a desert. I mean, there was no one there. People went down to go to work. They left immediately. There's nowhere to eat. There was nowhere. There was no entertainment. There was nothing going on downtown. So all those stories are, Mm -hmm. are going to be brought up. We're going to talk about Disney and their 100-year mm-hmm. anniversary coming up. And I think uh, I'll tell you something that really, really was really interesting to me. We're, you know, we're coming at this from our perspective. But Ben and Kate and others have given us ideas yes. and that those different perspectives of a different demographic, age level, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things that we had never thought about. Uh, we've got social media influencers yes. coming on. Uh, I had no idea what that was. No idea. And then when I found out that you could actually go places and have wonderful meals and see things and get paid for it, too. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Maybe you got the wrong gig here. Option. Wait a minute. I didn't think about that. How come I didn't have that idea? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But th- that was a new phenomenon to me and Kate and, and Ben. And, you know, they have amazing ideas. And so yeah, right. I'm, I'm grateful for that. I, I, because, was, yeah. I was an influencer at a very... Young age. Did you okay, know that? I didn't right. tell you this. But right? that's was, the different was, kind of influence. I was a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> but I was an influencer. Yeah. The heck? Come on no, now. No, no, no. And no, Kate, no. what are your what are your thoughts? I know we've got uh, you know, people coming up who are influencers are and, and yeah. who are you know, we've got mm-hmm. we've got coming up, got our fingers crossed, but you know, we're talking about people like Tech Nine. We're I talking know. about, you know, people who, you know, here's Tech Nine, African American, hip hop. Whatever, and this old white guy sitting across the table. It, that's going to be one of the, that's going to be a Maybe pretty interesting can, conversation. He's going to be able to, to can, uh, yeah, exactly, to teach me a lot of things. But you know, just people like that. We're going to have people who are who are influencing Kansas City or true Kansas Cityans who love it here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, to go from there. Yeah, and I just have to say, I mean, for me, the first few 
episodes that I listened to, Frank, it was it was like, this is really interesting. We're talking to some people that Frank knows or some people that I'm familiar with and cool, great interviews. And then slowly they started to build and build and build in ways where I realized that it's layers. It's hard to pick my favorite moments from mm-hmm. the year because it's it's painted hearing George Guastello and Matt Naylor talk about, you know, the way that all, all of the things that set downtown right. up to be revitalized. Sure. It's just, I mean, I really encourage if you only listen to a few episodes because somebody you knew or somebody you love was on here, go back, listen to the full exactly. breadth of it because <clears throat> got a whole every new single new person that comes on just adds a layer. And so, yeah, there are so many cool well, guests coming up. And, and the, the interviews Cup. that we've done in the past also that were like, wait a minute. This is way more than today. So Terrence O'Malley, mm-hmm. when he's talking about Nellie Don, and then you get into all of these Back other things, the, and he's got so much sure. knowledge, just a wealth of, of knowledge in Kansas City. So it's like, okay, we need to have him back. He's yeah. going to talk about history Truman of the mafia, and Pendergast, and you know, there's mm-hmm. so many things that we're gonna we're gonna kind of jump into to talk to about, and and you know, even with George Guastello and the Disney exhibit that's coming up, and you know, it's there's so many conversations that are yet to be had too. So yeah, and I think one of the things year. that I wanted to jump in just really quick and say too, because um, it's been really neat like I said, behind the scenes, kind of, you know, getting these um, interviews set up and things, I've gotten to meet some of the neatest people. And they're kind of like in my position. Um, so the 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 Karises, the, I, I mean, I've got a whole list of people that, you know, would take a whole show to do. But the, uh, the, the Angies, the, uh, the, the Brads, the, the, the Daves, I mean, all of these people that have been supportive of us, and our mission and what we're trying to do, you know, I just, I appreciate all of them. And I feel like I've got friends in the community now that I never had That's before. Great. We'll roll their names after this. Is exactly. That'll roll take about 20, there. Right, Ben, that'll, that won't, that, that just, it'll be, you know, just a mere, you know, just a little something. Sounds yeah. real easy. Yeah, no good. No problem. <laughs> hey, listen, we just want to thank you folks for the first six months. And we are going to do this. We have this planned out in the future. So um, we are well on our way. Um, we've got years worth of material, and we're going to use it. And like Kate said, it is a legacy project, and we are just adding layers to the onion. And then you can peel those layers back and watch something that interests you, and you'll see, you know, if I watch this, maybe I'll, I'll watch over here. Or something that doesn't – I'm not sure I want to listen to this mm-hmm. particular episode, but I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And you're going to learn about the people, places, and things that make this such a wonderful place to live. As we always say, there's just something about Kansas City.